0: Hello, this is Fathers Zalonis, and you're listening to the Shipwreck Harvest Podcast, celebrating the poetic fertility of Jesuit Father Gerard Manley Hopkins, achieved in large part through the futility of his life, as he sensed it in his relationship with God, in himself, with his surroundings. I'm glad you could join me today as the poem we will read and consider together is God's grandeur. The world is charged with the grandeur of God. It will flame out like shining from shook foil. It gathers to a greatness, like the ooze of oil crushed. Why do men then now not wreck his rod? Generations have trod, have trod, have trod, and all is seared with trade bleared, smeared with toil, and wears man's smudge and shares man's smell. The soil is bare now, nor can foot feel being shod. And for all this, nature is never spent. There lives the dearest freshness deep down things. And though the last lights off the black west went, O morning, at the brown brink eastward springs, because the Holy Ghost over the bent world broods with warm breast and with, ah, bright wings. Like many poets in his era, Hopkins came face to face with the industrialization that was sweeping across the European continent and the United States. And he had to come to terms with it but not without a great share of resistance. Hopkins preferred, through this poem, to look at, let's say, the positive, uh, where God is present. And, of course, Hopkins was prone to see God's presence most keenly in the natural world. He would say it's charged with the grandeur of God. So, the electrical image comes forth in fire, in uh, glitter, shook foil, uh, shining, uh, and then turning to oil, a natural element, but an element readily co-opted by man to, for the sake of industrialization. Why do men then now not wreck his rod? This is the hymn in question Is God referred to in the first line. To wreck is to reckon or to recognize, acknowledge. The rod, of course, uh, a punishing or authority-bearing, more like it, authority-bearing instrument. Uh, The generations moving on from one to another, leaving their mark on the world, on the earth, and here not necessarily in a meaning-inspiring way, but in an exploitative way, uh, seared with trade, bleared, smeared with toil. Uh, At the same time, uh, the worker of the soil, the worker of the earth, is going to leave his mark in a good way too, because creation is a participation. our uh, work, rather, is a participation in the creative activity of God. So the world is going to wear, the smudge and share the smell of the human person, because we live and labor upon it. But in so doing, a fallout of that is the uh, the crushing of the destruction of our earthly resources. But Hopkins goes on to say that nature is never spent. There is always a renewal. He calls it the, li- the dearest freshness deep down things. That's the title of a, a metaphysics textbook that I picked up some years ago, The Dearest Freshness Deep Down Things, Exploring Metaphysics Through Poetry. Um, a lovely title and a lovely approach to uh, to to that to philosophy uh, though one day may go another day will follow and who is the guarantor of that hopkins says the holy ghost uh, though our world be be uh crippled or bent uh, he nonetheless presides, warm breast and, ah, bright wings. The interruption of that interjection, ah, not only makes the poem scan, but it also reminds us of the revival that only the Holy Ghost can accomplish, and with a sense of suddenness, surprise, so though everything is wearing our smudge and sharing our smell, nature and nature's God are always at work. A thought on that line, why do men then now not wreck his rod? Idealism is, I suspect, a very common theme among poets. They are looking at, to quote that More recent uh, proverb uh, they're looking at the way things are and are asking why or rather looking at things as they could be and ask why not two sides of the same coin I suppose why do men then now not wreck God's rod why do we not shape up this is one of many questions Hopkins asks in one way or another throughout his poetry. We've already looked at it once with "Eustace Quidem 2S, Why Do Sinners' Ways Prosper. Um, It's something that he won't get an answer to this side of heaven, neither will we. But it doesn't keep us from asking. It doesn't keep us from hopefully adjusting our own attitudes and behavior As we need to, the better to arrive at a response to that question. Thank you for listening. God bless you.